I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. It's fall review part one, even though it's definitely still summer. Yes, it is not fall. It is not near fall. <laughs> These movies were not fall-ish, so. <laughs> yep, there there was none of it. And I mean, I'm okay with them not being fall because it's not fall. I'd be more okay with it if it wasn't part of their fall into love seasonal series. I'd agree with that, but I feel like that's more branding on the season versus the movies themselves not fitting the season that we are in. Or the season we wish we were in. <laughs> Part of branding the season is having the movies branded to match. Well, Hallmark just keeps screwing it up. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> the one time we like the change that they make, you were like, oh, yeah, Fall Into Love is cute. That's better than Fall Harvest. I like that. And then they're like, we're going to extend mm-hmm. it into August. Yeah. And then it's like, no, you went too far. <laughs> do you think they did that so that there's more of a fall season? Do you think people were complaining that fall was too short because they're starting Christmas in October? If that's the case, then I feel like these movies definitely should have reflected more of fall. You can't extend the fall season without making the movies actually fall. Like, this still feels like August summer, and you're still going to have a short fall season when, I assume hopefully, fingers crossed, that the next set of fall movies are actually seasonally appropriate. We can hope. (laughs) Yeah. Anywho, first movie. (laughs) So the first one was Love in the Limelight, starring Carlos and Alexa Peña Vega. And this is about a girl who has had a crush on a celebrity, um, a singer, in a boy band and she wrote to him one time he called her she hung up on him and they ended up talking for the next 15 years but never meeting but kind of she became a confidant of his and he is trying to get his life back in gear and he ends up going to where she lives and met up with her and the rest is history Mm mm-hmm yep so As we are trying to do now, sticking just with our categories and trying to fit everything in that way. Yep. (laughs) Setting, I gave this a four. We are apparently in Salt Lake City, which maybe they actually were in Salt Lake City. I feel like they do film in like Utah for real. I think they were in Utah. I, I felt like the last kiss scene where they're sitting on that park bench looked like a green screen. Um, Mm. A little bit, but there were photos in the photo gallery that showed them at that park bench with the mountains in the background. So I'm guessing they weren't green screening that all of those scenes that were in that park. Right. So Salt Lake City was nice. I don't believe that it is one of the hottest up and coming music centers, as it was claimed to be. (laughs) But it was cute. And uh, her abuela's house was very nice and I think the cutest setting of the whole movie was the trolley bar that they hung out at I just thought that was very it was very hip this bar made into a trolley or the trolley car made into a bar okay so you're convincing me to make mine a four two it was a three 
because I was like, you know what? I liked the mountains, but you didn't really see a lot of it, but you've convinced me. I'll put it back to a four. I had marked out the four, made it a three. You've convinced me back. Yes. Is it the trolley? I feel like it really is a statement piece. No, yeah, that was really cute. Uh, I do like the mountains. I don't know. I'm just like, I should have just gone with my gut. Okay. Well, I'll take your four then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there, that's all we have to say for setting, I think, because I'll, I'll, there's yes. always like never a ton to say about it. Style. I actually gave this one a four. I really liked all of Alexa's outfits. She had this light teal jumpsuit. She wore a lot of silks and chiffons. Very cute. And then I actually really liked Carlos's manager. She was a cool lady with her leather jackets and her, she had like these octagon shaped glasses. I just, she was real cool. Well, you're not convincing me to a four on this category. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. But I did make it a three, so I didn't count it down. I don't care for jumpsuits in general. I don't think that they're super flattering. Mm -hmm. It's just not something that I love. I did not like that jumpsuit of hers. (gasps) And honestly, (laughs) if I'm going to be serious, I think a lot of the clothes to me felt really baggy. She's very petite framed. And I felt Mm. like because they were so flowy, she didn't wear a ton of stuff that had much structure except for one of the outfits that I actually really did like, which was the dress at the end. Mm -hmm. But all the flowy things kind of felt oversized to me. The only one that was kind of flowy that I actually really loved was the blue suit. It's my Mm -hmm. favorite color. The other girl was also wearing a blue dress, I think. So they were wearing the same color. I thought it was cool. I really liked that blue suit. Well, at least you liked something. See, I didn't get the baggy feeling. I just got the easy breezy feeling. So two different directions. <laughs> well, and I think that that also has to do with personal style. I have no doubt yeah. that in one of these movies, we will be having this conversation again. So, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like a whole bunch of what she wore would not appeal to me to wear. And it's just, I'm, I'm very picky about clothes. So that's it. Okay, then. So the main thing, though, is storyline. And I gave it a five. What did you give it? I gave it a four, but I might be able to be convinced into a five. Okay. I really liked this movie. Yeah, same. So I don't know if this falls into storyline. This is one of those random comments that we just shove in here. But I actually thought it had a great opening sequence. I knew you were going to comment on that. I have to because it's so rare that they actually put any effort into the beginning of the movie. You know, normally it's just a blank sans serif font with the title. This actually had, you know, pictures of them growing up, obviously because they've been together for so long in real life and like letters and notes and phone calls and music. It was just well done. So I really liked the opening. I agree. I really liked it too. I will say one thing about the beginning that I did not love, which is Mm -hmm. kind of why I was like pushing this down. I was like, ugh. I felt like it was really strange that she's not personal enough with people, but then Milton is the only one that she could deal with. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, those felt like two different kinds of things. Like, she was relatable enough that she could get him to, like, to deal with him and get him to do whatever. But she was not relatable enough that people literally are standing beside her table later on while she's at a fair. And, and like, hordes of people come up when her friend switches spots with her. Like, she's that unrelatable. I don't know. It just felt I didn't. See, I took that as she related to him because he's this awkward person that people seem to avoid. And so she's that kind of awkward person that people kind of avoid. (laughs) So she saw where he was coming from and she was able to deal with him because he wasn't coming to HR for like this friendly conversation of like, oh, you know, we're just going to hang out. It was more business-like and that's what she was all about. Business-like, professional, didn't want to like get into people's private lives, even to the point of being friendly. (laughs) So I understood that part. What I didn't get is why did she go into human resources when she literally doesn't want to share anything about her life or like hang out with people? That's a great point. I don't know. It seemed kind of an, like an odd job choice for her. And it didn't really, like she didn't need to be in HR to push the plot for why no. she would end up with Carlos's character. I agree with that. I think a couple of these movies from this weekend definitely had that aspect to me where it's like what was like we're kind of putting things in there to put them in there, you know, I don't I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't hate the movie. I actually really liked it. But there were just that was just one of the things and I mean now that you're saying it about the her being an HR person like they could have had her be an accountant which might a- account more for her being kind of closed off and stuff. Accountants sometimes tend to be that way cuz they're all about like the analytics and the numbers and the mm-hmm. versus human resources which is dealing with people. Yeah, she could have been in a more independent job. Yeah. But otherwise, (laughs) that was like the one kind of weird part. I like this movie. It made me laugh multiple times. Especially her family. Her family was so cute. I loved her grandma. I loved her dad. I loved her mom. Her brother was fine. Like, whenever she's warning Carlos about her family, like, don't mention Christmas to my mom. Don't mention this about my dad. That killed me. Face, it was like perfection. <laughs> and then the dad, the dad finds out that he's a musician, which, you know, he didn't, she didn't want him to find out about it. And he's like, is my daughter a gig? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, dad, simmer down. <laughs> you know, It what? was just like everything went wrong at that dinner. And then for him to blurt out that Carlos was in love with Alexa, I was just like, whoa. Oh, yeah. That came out of left field. <laughs> that totally came out of left field. I mean, but I do appreciate it. It's not like they've just met and he's like, you know, they do know each other. <laughs> and she probably knows yeah. him better than anybody else. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, it was like, oh, my goodness. And then he's, she had told him, don't say I'm perfect. You're, my dad will see right through that. And he's like, you're perfect. <laughs> But he said it with this serious face. And he said it directly (laughs) to her, like, I don't care if your dad thinks this is crazy or not. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. That dinner was so funny. And then we got, we like went straight into the part that made me teary eyed, which was when her dad shares the story of why she is so private and Mm -hmm. like how she got bullied and like because of her singing and because of her immigrant parents. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. Yeah, that part is not the part that actually made me tear up, but it is close to it. I I did really feel for that. I I was like, oh, this is kind of making like her like a little wanting privacy kind of thing kind of makes sense. And but the part that got me was right after that when they go back inside. So they've reconciled Carlos and the dad have reconciled and the dad apologizes to her. And Mm. That really got me because I think one thing that we lose in our society today or in general, not even today for generations to come is that like parents don't want to admit when they've done anything wrong. People in general don't want to admit when they've done anything wrong. And the Mm -hmm. fact that the dad apologized for his behavior, so close to his behavior, first of all, and publicly in front of everybody not just like pulling her to the side or something like that you know Mm -hmm. I just was like this is so sweet this is a great parenting moment and I think it made the harshness of the dad also so made him like it gave him the softer edge agreed like she just had really great parents and you could tell that they loved each other like they had a dance sequence where the parents danced together And it was so romantic. It was kind of funny. You're like, oh, my gosh, you know, in an embarrassing parent kind of way. But then it was really sweet, too. Well, I felt like the beginning of that and how Carlos went right into the song. And then he's like, it's like so dramatic, like the dances actually are. I was like, this is Mm -hmm. so funny. But then as it went on, it became more like the romantic kind of a thing. Like you could really tell that they loved each other versus like, the funny, I can't believe this is happening. I grew up with my Southern Baptist parents who would never have really danced. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was like, this is such a different world for me. So it was like so funny. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. And then I teared up again, actually. I, I'm on my period, so maybe this explains it. But <laughs> the song at the end that he sings for her, uh-huh. like I love when a guy sings a song to a girl. So Uh I just, it got me. And I just like the songs in general. The, I just, I was listening to the song actually before we started. It's called Someday Somewhere by Carlos Pena Vega. And it has less than 5,000 plays on Spotify. Where are our Hallmark fans to listen? Well, and you know, um, I heard Alexa talking about this at one point. They had those little interview things, and she's like, I'm so excited that he's written these songs and finally they're getting to be used. So Aww. he had these songs that he had written and they hadn't been used in anything. And she's like, I'm so glad that they're now being used and getting out there and whatever. So I kind of love that it's like going back in the vault and pulling out these songs. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. Good okay. for him. I have one more thing that I really liked about this okay there was this one part where it was like I think she was talking to the grandma and it was like there was like this storyline about do you let friends go or have you not chosen friends well 
um, it was kind of like her dealing with like, do I really know him kind of a thing. And I liked the grandma. I think she said something around like, you set your boundaries. Or was that the friend? I don't know. The friend said that she set her boundaries. Okay. So the friend said, you've set your boundaries. You can go back to him. He knows what your boundaries are. And I I liked this. I liked this like grown up look at things because people are inevitably going to do stuff to hurt your feelings or that you wouldn't like. But that doesn't mean that you have to cut people off. You can set your Mm -hmm. boundaries. And then if they don't, if they don't want to keep into your boundaries, it's, it's fine to end up cutting them off. But you don't have to do it immediately. It's not like, <laughs> I don't know. I just really loved that whole that whole line of things. Yeah, I like that part too. Because we never get to talk about boundaries and reconciliation type stuff in these movies. Yeah. It's always just kind of a one and done thing or we smooth over the conflict. Yep. So that was a good talk. Okay. So the last thing we have to do is it fall so for fall this is a freaking zero pumpkins zero i agree i but it is a love okay yes i agree too (laughs) (laughs) so yay love in the limelight (laughs) all right okay so the next movie is Big Sky River with Kevin Smith and Emmanuel Walkier. I never know how to pronounce her last name. I am so glad you had her name this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So this is based off of Linda Lil Miller's book series. It's the third book in the series. And Tara has just gotten out of a nasty divorce and she goes to Montana to kind of unwind for the summer. And there she meets a widower sheriff with two sons who live next door and they kind of spend the summer together. Yes. (laughs) Is there anything else you think I should have added in the summary? (laughs) No. I mean, the only other thing is there is the component of the daughter that's not really her daughter and she's dealing with that. Yeah, it's like the daughter of her ex-husband, but who she was the only mother this girl's ever known kind of thing. Yeah. So for setting, I obviously gave this a five because it was beautiful with the mountains and the trees and the rivers. It was not actually shot in Montana. It was once again shot in Canada outside of Vancouver at Agassiz. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's it's got an it's A G A S S I Z. So okay. an awkward spelling, but it is a real place. It obviously. might be um it might be a native person's town. Oh, that would make sense. Is that the right word? I feel like that was not correct. Indigenous okay. people? I don't know. Yeah. You guys know what we're talking about. We're not trying to be insensitive, but that's <laughs> what we're talking about. Uh, I also liked the ranch house that she stayed at. It's very pretty. And then did you recognize the general store? Nope. As, of course you didn't. It was the restaurant in Roadhouse Romance. Oh, okay. Yeah, I recognized that ramp and the outdoor seating area. I was like, I know this place. <clears throat> well, so I we got agree. a five. I agree with you. It's a five. Woo! 
Okay. Style, though, we're in the western wilds of ranch living, so it's a three. See, and I gave it a four. What? Because I oh. liked a lot of her outfits. Not not anybody else's, really. Like, his were very westerny, but I really liked, like, her yellow dress. She had a really pretty blue dress. There were several outfits that she had that I really liked. She did look cute, but now I remember why I knocked it down more. Because Kevin, he looked good in everything except his police uniform. It was so <clears throat> not flattering. It cut him at the most terrible point on his body. Made him so short-waisted. And he's not a tall guy. So, like, normally I'm like, yeah, man in uniform. But Kevin, that was not a good look for him. They should have done better. Otherwise, he looked really cute. I have a question. This is not style-related, but it is some sort of styling. Did you feel any certain way about Kevin's accent? I noticed it. Do you think that's and what I he just, really sounds like? Or do you think he was playing that accent as someone from Montana might sound? You know, it kind of sounded like the accent he put on for You Had Me at Aloha, where he was supposed to be like New Yorkish or something. Oh. I feel like that is his Canadian accent. So I feel like maybe it is his real It could accent. be, because it definitely had a Canadian sound to it. It definitely did. I mean, but. I kind of like it, though. The cadence and everything. I, I kind of like it. <laughs> But I, I didn't notice it. <laughs> I was not super expecting it, and it just, it stood out to me. So, mm. I gave it a four yeah. for style. Yep, I said that already. Next. That's okay. <laughs> Always good to remind the people. <laughs> <laughs> so, storyline, I gave it a four. Me too. Okay, okay. That's good. That's a good start. I just thought that overall, the story was well done and I really liked the climax where we had a bit of danger with uh, Emmanuel's stepdaughter running away and getting stuck in the river kind of thing like that made me teary-eyed for whatever reason the one part that I did not like was there was this awkward editing and I don't know if you noticed this but her water stops working and they need to like fix a pipe. And while they're having to do this, the stepdaughter is on a date in town and they keep going back and forth between the yeah. date and between the real couple. And then the girl makes a comment when the date's over and she's about to get picked up and she's like, Oh, I'm not worried. Uh, my mom's never late. So then I was expecting <laughs> Emmanuel's character to miss picking up the girl because she was busy kissing Kevin, but she just gets an alarm saying, oh, I got to pick up whatever the girl's name is. And then we don't see her pick up the girl. We don't see anything for the rest of the night. We skip to something else entirely. So I don't really understand the point of that. It felt like it was building up into some like problem and then it wasn't. Well, what's interesting to me about this, because I thought the way they were going back and forth was she was going to miss it. That's what I thought the back and forth between the two was. Like, they got out of the movie. They mm -hmm. go to have ice cream. They're talking a little bit more. And he keeps bringing up, do we need to call your mom or, you know, whatever. And she's like, no. Yeah. We, I still have more time, blah, blah, blah. So that I agree. I thought that that was where it was going, especially at the end when she's when he has to leave. And she's like, oh, my mom's never late. Well, 
it would have been better if she had already been late at that point and maybe had mm-hmm. something else. Like maybe she got a phone call from someone else, maybe not her, but where she looked at the phone and she's like, oh my gosh, I've got to go pick her up. You know, because yeah. it was really weird that if he's leaving her, why did you not already like know? I don't know. I agree. It was weird. It was just an awkward part that really didn't serve a purpose except for Kevin and Emmanuel to have their first kiss. Right? Because that, that was the first time that they kissed? Yes. They had an almost kiss, though. Mm-hmm. Which and I that, thought was cute. The interrupt on that was cute. Right now, I can't think of what it was, but I was like, that's unique. They were fishing, and her <gasps> oh, she- line shook with a, ca- a catch. Yep. And then, yeah. That was really cute. And she she also said, when you're interested in a man, and he caught on, they had lots of really good adult conversations i mean Mm -hmm. they they ended up with this like being mad at each other thing because you haven't taken time to figure out what the other person's saying kind of a thing um towards the end with the so the the daughter's dad decides that he's going to get married to this woman and he wants his daughter back and she's going to send the daughter back and it becomes this whole thing, which is why the daughter runs away. But um, all of that, it's like you could have spent two minutes explaining the situation to him. He has kids. I have no doubt that he would have been more understanding than he was mm-hmm. had you explained it to him. <laughs> Yeah, rather than finding you with all of your suitcases packed in the living room. <laughs> well, even that doesn't really bother me that much. It was more like, because he just showed up. It's not like she's like <laughs> packing up the car or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, That's true. But, you know, at that moment, you could have said her dad is getting married and she is really upset about having to go back and thinking that I'm being, I'm being replaced, like that I'm not going to be there anymore. So I really need to go back and be with her. I think he would have understood it. Oh, for sure. He would have. And it wouldn't have See, taken a two to have that conversation. Yeah, I agree. I do think the ending was interesting because I was wondering how they were going to be able to tie up some of these loose ends because, you know, being divorced and your ex-husband lives across the country, he has custody of technically his child, mm-hmm. right? She can't just keep this girl because she apparently has no legal rights. So I'm like, how are you going to, you know, make this resolved? And it just comes down to a phone call where she's like, well, your daughter ran away and almost drowned and she's going to stay with me. You know, until she recovers or whatever, or until you come get her to prove your love. And the dad's just like, okay. I I don't know. It was a little weird how easily he caved. But at the same time, I'm not that surprised. He probably wanted her to say something like that all along. You know what I'm saying? Because he obviously can't be bothered with his daughter. That's true. Mm -hmm. So to have her a couple of times a year when she comes to visit for the summer or Christmas or whatever, seems like it would be a much better situation for him. Um, Unless he was trying to hold on to something to pretend like to the new girlfriend that 
he's a he's a good dad, you know. But mm-hmm. I I I liked that she took the strong stance and she's like, look, until you can get it together, this is what we're doing. Um, could have backfired though. <laughs> yeah, I'm like he could have had his daughter picked up and you like arrested or something by Kevin. I just. <laughs> Yeah, by Kevin. I just think that it was a little confusing just because the way that character was played. And I mean, I know no one's, you know, completely evil and no one's completely good. And somewhere in his heart, obviously, I guess he probably cared for her. But at times it sounded like he or seemed like he really cared for her and that he wouldn't be okay with that. And so it was like, which one is it? Do you not care for her? feelings or anything like you seemed for most of the movie or is it this other guy who's like oh I do love my daughter I really want her you know I don't know I don't know I felt like the I really love my daughter thing was just performative yeah probably so I mean did you know that so the dad was played by Peter Benson who's mm -hmm. obviously the detective in the early Aurora T Garden Mysteries but did you know that he directed this movie? I did not, but he did direct Color My World with Love, and I don't think we ever talked about it. What do you know? And we liked that movie. Yeah. So perhaps Peter is a better director than actor. Not saying that he's a bad actor, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we connect more with his directed movies, perhaps, than his undirected movies. Uh, so the screenwriter for this movie is J.B. White. Who wrote Return to Christmas Creek, which I'm pretty sure has Tori Anderson in it. And I like Is that, that movie. Like Return to Stone Snowy River. Sure. <laughs> That's what it makes but my, me think of. But my point is that I like Return to Christmas Creek. We both like Big Sky River, this movie. But JB also wrote Road Trip Romance. Oh. I know. How did you go from road trip romance, that terrible, terrible Renaissance fair movie with Natalie Hall to Big Sky River, which is way better. <laughs> maybe it's wow. because they had the Linda Lale Miller book to go off of. Maybe. Or maybe he does better with the more heartfelt things versus the more lighthearted comedy things. Maybe, because I think Return to Christmas Creek was a bit more, it was like family drama-ish too. Anywho, I just thought I would mention that because I was like, ah, oh, road trip romance. Okay, well my one random thing is Dancing Cabin is my favorite cabin. <laughs> ah! Is it the slow dancing cabin or like the crazy dancing cabin? The crazy dancing cabin. <laughs> He was having so much fun. <laughs> I just thought that scene in general was very cute. Like, they're fun dancing. They're slow dancing. They're not dancing when she refused him before he could even ask. But then staring at each other longingly across the room as a romantic song plays in the background with lyrics saying things like, I feel like I'm not enough for you, but I want to be for you. Should I stay? Should I go? I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got too into it. <laughs> um, I will also say the photos that they have online um, mm -hmm. have these dancing scene photos on it. 
and I, they're great photos. I shared one as part of one of the things at one point, but they're just kind of, they capture the movement. They're really fun. They're not their normal, like, weird photos that they do. <laughs> well, that's good. I think my random comment is that that little girl is a good actor. She's always, she's been the daughter in a couple of movies, mm-hmm. but I felt like she did a good job in this one. I agree. She like cried. She was happy. She ran the emotional marathon. She did. And she, you know, she was believable in the, it, very believable in the role of the yeah. daughter that wants her, wants to be with her mom. So. Mm-hmm. Agreed. What about fall? Okay. <laughs> fall, I gave it a one. Not so much because there were fall colors, but I felt like it could be early fall with the outdoor ranchiness. It could be. I still gave it a zero. Well, you know, I could go zero too. But it is a love still. Sure is. Woo! We're on a roll. All right. Last one. That last one is Romance in Style, starring... Benjamin Hollingsworth again and JC Elliott. And this is about a girl who's a seamstress slash slash designer who gets a few day job at her friend's fashion magazine to help sew and get ready for a photo shoot. And she meets the guy who is the son of the person who owns the publishing company. And he is there to, Help the magazine because it is struggling. Mm-hmm. All right. Setting. I gave it a three. It wasn't very exciting. I gave it a three and a half, and the half is because I like New York. I knew it. I knew it was because of New York, but I'm surprised you even gave it a three and a half. I thought you were going to say like four or something. Nope. I was going to, and then I decided not worth it. Good, because it really wasn't. <laughs> All right. So style, which actually is a very important part of this movie. Absolutely I gave it a f- I gave it a 4. Oh dear. I definitely gave it a 2. <gasps> you gave it a 2? Sure did. I hate these. In general, I hate fashion show fashion kind of stuff. I don't think most of the fashion like fashion forward stuff looks great. <laughs> okay. So, oh, Carrie. So here are my thoughts. Okay. I liked her outfits, obviously. Though I did think that some looked too big for her. Specifically, her second outfit where she wore these huge wide leg jeans and then this big flowy shirt on top. And I feel like they kind of gave her some bigger baggier clothing to make her look bigger than she was since she's supposed to be plus size i agree i did not like i mean there were parts of her outfits that i liked so there was this like navy blue shirt that had these really pretty flutter sleeves on it Mm -hmm. um and it was like blue pants that she was wearing it with uh but she had it tucked in only in the front and then it was baggy in the back and Mm. I was like, why didn't you just tuck in the whole shirt? You know, Um, I did like a couple of the outfits. I really liked the blue dress in the photo at the end. And there was another 
outfit that I liked. I didn't write it down though this time. Um, but like even the ones where I think she was trying to wear things that were fashion forward. Like she'd wear the two pink, the pink blazer with the pink top with the red pants or I don't know what colors they were, but they were like three different colors. Mm-hmm. But the, the, you know, everything underneath the giant jacket was super, was form-fitting. But you're covering it up with this giant oversized blazer, which I totally know is style right now. I get it. Yeah. I just think it would have looked better not being that oversized. That was one of those things where I felt like they're just putting her in bigger things. And I don't know if it was the one that you're talking about, but there was this one where she's only at home and she was wearing like this shirt that had a seam down the middle and one side was one fabric and the other side was the other fabric. And she had these big pants on wide leg pants. Was that the one you were talking about? I think so. Okay. Because that one, I felt like I'm sure that that's comfortable. I have no doubt that that's comfortable, but why are you wearing baggy baggy? You need something to be form fitting. It's because they wanted her to look bigger than she is. It also kind of confused me because she rewore several pieces. And I feel like we rarely see the actresses or really any of the actors rewear the same clothing unless it's like an outdoor jacket, right? Mm -hmm. But she rewore tops and jackets and pants and I was trying to figure out if it's because and they were like in the same fabric too or like they had like a top and a dress in the same fabric and I was trying to figure out if it was because because she made her own clothing did she wearing this stuff because it's supposed to be part of a collection and so it's supposed to all look alike and she only has like the 12 pieces in her capsule wardrobe is that what they're trying to go for or is it because they really didn't get clothes for poor JC, who is not really plus size. She's like average sized of America. And so she didn't get, you know, a ton of different cute clothing. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But I, I just thought it was weird. I was like, she's wearing this again? She's wearing that again? Like, what the heck? And then... I, I mean, I liked her clothes, but some of these patterns, it was, it's definitely on trend, I think, for the 60s and 70s um, today, because a lot of these patterns look 60s and 70s to me with these colors. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is fun. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't love a lot of the clothes. Yeah, and then... I'll just have one last style comment. I have one last also. Okay. Ben wore a blue button down with white dots on it under this like blazer. And this shirt I think was too small for him because he turned and the buttons gaped. So you could see his chest between the shirt and the buttons. Didn't notice. And then every time he moved, you could see the crinkling and this gap and I was just like why didn't I get him a shirt that fit I thought in all the things that I saw him in I thought he looked great 
Well, I, I mean, he still looked cute, but I really noticed because I was like, I'm seeing skin on his chest and I shouldn't be. I did not see that. <laughs> Guess I wasn't looking at the screen at that moment. Oh. My, my one last thing was they had her break the strap on the shoe and then it be this mm-hmm. thing about her weight. Overweight people wear shoes all the time and they don't break. Right. This was mm-hmm. so stupid. The first time you're wearing, you need to get new shoes. And the first time you wear them, they break. And it was very clear that that was the intention, that she was too fat. And that's the reason the shoe broke. I didn't get that. Did they say something along those lines? She made a comment to him when it happened. Like, let's just forget, pretend like this didn't happen or something like that. And to me, I took that as she was making the statement that it was looking bad on her because she weighed too much and broke the shoe. Oh, I I saw that as she was just embarrassed because it's this awkward moment like, oh, my shoe broke. I got to go fix it. Yeah, and we were having like a romantic time. I don't know. I didn't think it warranted making a statement about that. Shoes break sometimes. I don't know. I didn't see it. But. It's not like you. it broke and you fell on the ground <laughs> and caused this huge commotion, you know? That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, storyline, I also gave it a four. I did not, but I did not give it a bad score. I gave it a three. Oh, for a second, I thought you were going to give it a five, but a three. Okay. I have issues. <laughs> you should tell me your issues. <laughs> okay. My issues are, I felt like there was something in the writing or maybe the delivery, but I don't think it was JC's fault. But I, so I think it was in the writing where it was very much this, very, to me, felt very awkward. I'm going to stick it to you moment. Followed by, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm too shy. I'm not going to stick it to you moment. And I was like, just let her be, you know, not aggressive because that's not the right word. But what's the word? Assertive. That's the word I'm thinking of. Let her be assertive and be assertive. Like, why are you writing her to be like pulling it back? Like, and in some of the instances, I would be fine with it. Like specifically ones about like where she's dealing with people and they're talking about her weight that to me is a different situation than when you're meeting the guy at the coffee shop and he's holding up the line because he's talking on the phone and she's sort of, and then she's like, what, whatever. And I was like, that's the stupidest response. You expected her to continue this argument? No, I just expected her to end the argument better because it was like, I don't know. It just felt awkward to me. Like the whatever part of that felt like they didn't know how to finish the argument. (laughs) Hmm. And so all of a sudden she's like pulling it back and she's like, oh, now I'm now I'm self-conscious about this. I didn't feel like that was her pulling back being self-conscious. I felt like that was just her being annoyed. Clearly, this guy doesn't care. and I'm just like not even going to bother trying to tell him how he's wrong. Well, see, and so but, it's just like, whatever. But that's not the way she said it. You just said, whatever, which is assertive. Her whatever, to me, was whatever. <laughs> that's how I heard it. And then he's like, well, I've never <laughs> heard so much judgment in three syllables. I was like, that was not judgmental <laughs> to me. 
I thought it sounded judgy. But I think they kept that because later on she says whatever in a different tone. And then he's like, I've never heard a more encouraging three syllables. Like it was their joke thing. I liked that they brought it back around. That made it better to me. But I just felt like, I don't know, it was throughout the whole thing. And I felt like she could just be assertive all the time. And I mean, not all the time because... You don't want somebody that's unlikable, right? Mm-hmm. But not, it was, I felt like there was, they were very much trying to emphasize the insecurity part a lot. And hmm. a lot of people that I know that are assertive <laughs> tend to just be assertive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I guess I don't agree. I felt like she was pretty assertive throughout the entire movie. And, her only really insecurity came about like her being a designer, like and just going for it. And towards the end with the conflict of being insecure about why would this guy want to be with me? But I feel like even the most assertive people have insecurities. And, you know, every once in a while you're still blinded by your emotions, even if logically in a normal setting you'd be like, wait a second. <laughs> so I felt like she was pretty consistent with her confidence. That's interesting. I did not feel that way at all. <laughs> hmm, interesting. I think it's, I, I would be interested, maybe we should make this a poll on Instagram or something and see how people felt about it. Um, because I think when I was texting you about it, you said, well, Jen watched it and she really liked what whatever she'd seen or whatever. And I imagine she's probably falling in, in line with what you you feel about it based upon the little that you said about what she said. <laughs> well, uh, shout out to Jen. Again. <laughs> Jen, yes, again. So she relates, and I'm sure a lot of us relate to a lot of the stories that JC's character shared, specifically like when she was talking about shopping with her mom and they had to go to multiple stores because they didn't sell clothing in her size. You know, like that's a true story for many people. And just to like hear that in the movie when and by like an average sized or plus sized according to Hallmark person, you know, we never hear that in these movies. None of the women ever go into any of the stores when they do their shopping sprees or makeovers and can't find anything that fits them. That's true. It's like never even a thing. So I think it was more relating to JC on an emotional level as far as her backstory and what she's trying to do of like body positivity and make women feel good about themselves. Like when she had the client who would never wear lavender and she's like, normally I wear black and try and hide and fade into the background. And JC made her this beautiful dress in a bright color. And she's like, when you feel beautiful, you look beautiful. And I think it's just that whole message. Well, and I agree. And this is the reason why I didn't mark it down. You know what I'm saying? Like those parts that I didn't like, Mm -hmm. these parts I did like, and I would have marked up for, but this other part I didn't love. So I was like, uh, that's why I ended up at a three. They kind of balanced each other out for me. I still really enjoyed the movie. I like that he was all I love guys who are just straightforward with how they 
feel about someone. And he was very mm-hmm. straightforward. I did not like their conflict at the end, mostly because I felt like the writing was good enough that he was very clear with her on how he felt. And she wasn't believing what he was saying and was listening See, to someone who clearly has disdain for you. That was one of the parts I chalked up to, you know, when you're thinking clearly, you would have been like, oh, wait. But she was very emotional and his insecurity just like blinded her to reason. I can understand that. So that's what I chalked that up to. The only reason I didn't chalk that up to that is because I feel like Hallmark does this (laughs) too often. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the kinds of things that they write in to make a conflict where one didn't need to be. Yeah, because sometimes the people really don't have like that insecurity type part to their personality. I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't always have to be there. But for this one, I was like, okay, I'll I'll give you a pass. But I definitely liked Ben's character. I actually thought this movie had some very like, dare I say sexy moments <laughs> for Hallmark. So I wrote down a couple of parts first. Is it the blue she- silk? Yes, that is part of it. <laughs> okay, good. So JC is teaching Ben about fabrics and she has him feel the silk fabric and she's like, feel how soft and sensual it is. And so he runs his hand along it, but he runs his hand along her hand and he's like, I see what you mean. And he's just looking at her and like, oh my God. Okay. This to me was the bread kneading scene of Sugar and Spice Holiday. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. I was like, oh my God. The I wrote down. <laughs> I wrote down hot, capital H-A-W-T. <laughs> I was like, wow. Just wow. And then let's see. Other moments I liked of them together. He yanks her out of the dangerous path of a speeding bike. He just Holds her into him. Mm, so good. Okay, and wait, then, wait. I have comments on this. I didn't oh, write this Carrie, down. don't ruin it. I loved that scene. What I did not love is okay. she's like, what happened? Like she didn't see the guy almost run over her. He, you were looking okay. at him. Yeah, I was confused on how she didn't know what happened, but maybe she blinked out, like being yanked into this man's arms, and was just like, what is happening? She's like in his circumference and her brain doesn't work. (laughs) That would have been me. I was like, what's happening? (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll give you that. She got a good whiff of his cologne and couldn't couldn't handle it anymore. (laughs) Of those pretty, pretty eyes. Uh, Let's see. And then later she starts kind of spiraling into like this, you know, anxiety tangent type thing which I've been there and she's just like welcome to the inside of my head and he's like it's my favorite place to be I'm like that was very sweet oh my gosh he just loves her so much and then let's see oh at the end when she like gets all her dreams come true whatever and she is going to be a designer at this photo shoot and he just encourages her on and he's like now go show them who's boss like all bossy and firm and supportive I mean 
<laughs> this that was, was a moment for me. <laughs> that was really good. I did like that too. It was almost like he was giving her some of his confidence. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like mm-hmm. you've never been in this situation before, but I, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And he, he used it. He used his power for good and to good effect in this movie, like standing up mm-hmm. for her. Ooh, this was a good. good Can one. I tell you one more thing that I did not love? Uh, bring me down for sure. I think you might agree with me. Okay. How come the the people that have been the enemies the whole time have this random turnaround at the very end that wasn't really tied to anything? I didn't feel like. Was it was it supposed to be tied to the fact that he sold all the spa- ad space or something like that? And then they're like, well, I guess she had a point. I don't think it was a true turnaround. I think they can recognize a world famous model and that they're bringing in a lot of money. But I don't think they still believe it's the right path or best path. I still think they're prejudiced against body diversity. Well, and I don't think that they would have... Like, if this had happened, if this was a real-life situation of something that happened, people just tend to not want to be wrong, and I don't Mm -hmm. see them changing their opinion. (laughs) Yeah. At least those two specific characters. (laughs) That is true. Uh, My last random thing is they played Lizzo's good as hell at the end of this movie. I was shocked. Lizzo on Hallmark. I knew you were going to be shocked about that. I couldn't believe it when it started playing. I was like, are they going to play the lyrics? And then they played the lyrics. I was like, well, well, well. I mean, some of them were edited, but progress. (laughs) All right. Fall. For fall, it's a zero. Sure is. No fall to be had here. But it is a love. I will give it a love, too. Yay! We had three loves. I don't know when the last time we've had three loves It's was. been a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's an exciting start to our fall movie season. We're exciting for the, was it dating with the Delaney's with Paul Campbell and Rachel Boston? Mm-hmm. So and our I hope next, they're good. Yeah, I hope so too. It, the d- dating with the Delaney's from what I've seen looks really cute. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. But Um, Our next episode is going to be previewing what's coming up in September also. Yes. So stay tuned for that. And if you're not already, follow us on social media at Instagram or Facebook at Love and Nonsense Podcast. And as always, please subscribe to our podcast if you enjoyed this and possibly review it because it helps us. (laughs) This is Stephanie's flight attendant voice. (laughs) It is. Like, please put your gas mask on before you help others. That's totally what I just heard. I gotta go into the professional, like, speak clearly so people hear me. Subscribe. <laughs> you, did, you did a great job. Good. This is like our second time winging the outro, guys. So, <laughs> woo, woo, woo. I like doing the outro. Okay, but right. for real. Bye. Bye.